This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hi, everyone. Welcome to In Bloom Podcast. And my name is Abby Aslan, if you are new here, and I'm the host of this podcast. Super excited to be talking to you all about unpopular opinions this week. So I'm going to be sharing some of my unpopular opinions, and I also had you all submit some of your unpopular opinions on the In Bloom Podcast Instagram, so definitely be sure to be following that if you aren't already. Um, it's just at In Bloom Podcast on Instagram, and also join the In Bloom Podcast Facebook group. And yeah, I just thought this would be something fun to do. I've seen this like go around like on YouTube and podcasts as well, I believe, and I just think that it would be something fun to just do that like like we could like laugh together about and like I don't know I think it's just interesting to see like what things people like feel strongly about that like aren't that others don't really feel very strongly about like I just feel like I have some very like specific things that I've just like always felt strongly about that aren't very popular opinions and some of these might actually be popular opinions but they feel unpopular given the like attention the current thing has in like social media if that makes sense so I just thought it'd be something fun to do um something different and it would just be enjoyable for us and I think reading y'all's unpopular opinions made me laugh so some of them made me laugh some of them I was like how could you say that but (laughs) y'all will see as we get into it but y'all know I like to do a quote goal and gratitude before I get into the episode so this week's quote is from actually from The Gifts of Imperfection, which is a book I read um, earlier this year by Brene Brown. And it is, we can't selectively numb emotions. When we numb the painful emotions, we also numb the positive emotions. I love this quote. I couldn't really, I don't know. I haven't like found like any good quotes lately on Pinterest that have stood out to me. Um, And I haven't seen many on Instagram either. So I really just wanted to, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go in some of the books I've read that I've like highlighted a lot in on my Kindle. So I just went through all my Kindle highlights and like found one that stood out out to me and that one really stood out to me this week. And yeah, I just thought it was like a really good, accurate quote. Um, That's a really good book if any of y'all happen to be perfectionists and want to um, look into that. It's a really, really good book and I highly recommend it. I think I'm going to start, I think it's called, I think it's called Maybe You Should Talk to Someone. I think I'm going to start that tonight. I've been like in the mood to read like something in the um, self-improvement and, like, psychology type of genre. So I think I'm going to start that uh, tonight. But I really enjoyed that book, and I just like that quote a lot because we oftentimes, I feel like, just try to numb everything bad that, like, comes our way and just, like, not think of it and not dwell on it and not pay much mind to it and give much attention to it because we like to think, well, and in reality, honestly, the more mind you give to, like, negative emotions and to negative feelings, I feel like it just multiplies them and it has like a multiplier effect in your life if you give it more time of day. But at the same time, like you can't like really just pick and choose what you're going to numb because I feel like as a result, like you just end up numbing the good and the bad and then you just end up numb overall and that's not a good place to be. So I just really like that as like a reminder and a good um, quote for the week. My goal for this week is to wake up earlier. Um, My sleep schedule is like all kinds of out of whack right now. Um, for a number of reasons, but I took my FAR exam last week 
for the CPA and um, it was really difficult and I actually get my score back on Wednesday this week which is so scary. This is the shortest I've had the wait for a score so I'm definitely like super nervous um, and it's been keeping me up at night so that's part of the reason I haven't been able to sleep well is because I'm just so stressed about the score release and also because um, I've been trying to catch up on my sleep from before I took far and it's not like I was like not getting any sleep like I was sleeping but I was only sleeping like six and a half to seven hours a night and that like over time like when you only get that much sleep and you never really get eight hours it really starts taking a toll on you and that's kind of how I was for like two and a half three weeks straight I just wasn't getting I never got eight hours of sleep and it really hit me like a truck after my far exam so like this whole week I feel like I've been playing catch up with trying to like get back to having that much sleep and it's just been a process so I finally um feel like today was the first day that I like felt well rested when I woke up and this week I wasn't even waking up like late I was waking up between like eight and nine but some mornings like I just physically couldn't get up because like I just felt so exhausted from the moment I woke up like physically that I couldn't get up and out of bed until like 9 30 and I mean, I still start my day at like 10, but that's just like so late for me and like it doesn't allow me to get everything I need to get done in a day and then I end up just having to like play catch up the next day and I don't like that. So I want to get back on like a normal sleep schedule and sleep routine, ideally getting up around like 7.30 um, and that's just like my ideal time. So that's what I want to get back to and my gratitude for this week I'm really thankful for like my apartment and like just like the season because it's like provided me with so much happiness I've literally burned through like an entire um Christmas tree scented candle this week it's literally my favorite thing in the world um I always want to burn like Christmas tree scented candles year round just because they smell literally so good and I like light it when I wake up and then like I'll give it a break for a few hours during the day and then I light it again at night and it's just literally providing me with so much happiness and I love like my Christmas tree and just the Christmas decor and it just like makes me feel so warm and fuzzy inside even like if I'm having a bad day like I just like love my Christmas decor and I'm just like so thankful for it and for the season because I leave to go home for the holidays in eight days and it makes me so sad that I only have eight more days to like enjoy this um, because I feel like I just put up my Christmas decorations yesterday even though I put them up literally on like November 3rd or something like that so I'm really sad about that but um, I definitely have enjoyed having like the Christmas decor and everything up but it's just I don't know like it's crazy because in eight days like I'm going home but I feel like I've done like nothing holiday related I haven't listened to enough holiday music I've gotten like maybe two Christmas coffees out um, I haven't like gone and really seen anything in Houston except when my boyfriend and I we like went um, downtown to like go to this coffee shop and thrift store last week and we like saw a Christmas tree in one of like the little parks downtown and that was the extent of the Christmas and then like any of the businesses that had Christmas stuff out like that's pretty much all we've seen and I really wanted to go to like zoo lights like y'all heard my bucket list episode I really wanted to go to like either zoo lights or something like that. Um, but maybe like next weekend I'm thinking like maybe we'll drive through River Oaks in Houston and look at Christmas lights I'd love to do that like with some hot chocolate or something so because that's something that you don't really have to like walk around and like pay for because like weather is so often on here like it's either pouring down rain or it's like really cold or it's really hot so it's just I don't know I um, definitely want to do more Christmassy stuff that's also going to be another goal for this week is to listen to more Christmas music 
and be more in the Christmas spirit because I literally leave in eight days and when I come back, it will no longer be Christmas, which is a wild thought to have that I will be coming back and then like basically starting work um, very soon after. So kind of makes me extremely anxious, but we're not going to think about that right now. So now let's go ahead and get into the episode. Um, I don't know if I should start out with y'all's unpopular opinions or mine. I'm going to start out with y'all's just to give it a little um, segue into the episode. But I got a handful of submissions, so I will go through... I'm going to go through as many as I can because I didn't get, like, an overwhelming amount, but I just, like, don't want this episode to be, like, ridiculously long. So the first unpopular opinion is... Um, It says, self-care culture doesn't promote true self-care. It has made us more selfish. And you know what? Um, I think I'm going to agree with you on this one and say that your opinion may be unpopular, but it's not unpopular to me. Um, I agree, but I also disagree a little. I don't think, like, in and of itself it's, like, only done that. I think it's done, like, many, many positive things. But I do think that it's made us – I think that there's a lot of things in, like – our everyday life and just like the way that we live our lives like right now that make most of us lean more so towards being selfish rather than like selfless and I think a lot of it has to do with social media and just certain things on social media this could be like a whole entire conversation but I do think that self-care culture like started it had like good intentions behind it but like a lot of things it just ended up like not really achieving what it was probably initially um, intended to achieve and I think it's done a lot of great things I think that self-care culture has like really awakened a lot of us to actually like take more time for ourselves and to take care of ourselves when we may not have ever really done that before but I think that we define things as self-care and we just throw the term around really loosely to where it can be like that term can be tacked on to like just about anything when doing that thing may not actually be self-care. Like we may say that um, some like toxic habit of ours or something is self-care when in reality that's like hurting us or hurting somebody else and that in and of itself is not good. Um, but I do think that in ways it has made us more selfish because um, – I just feel like some things that are associated with self-care, we just, I don't know. I just think that, like I said, it just, it had good intentions, but it didn't really, the whole self-care movement did achieve good things, but I think it also, like, just had a lot of backfire that kind of happened because it wasn't necessarily um, implemented correctly. I don't know. I could talk about that for a long time, but I would have to, like, really think about it but I I see where you're going with that and I I would have to say I agree next one is food related I'm gonna have a couple random food related ones sprinkled throughout my unpopular opinions as well but this one is adding salt to apples takes them to the next level I have never even thought to try that but I will say um like when I lived in Tennessee when I was younger and we would eat like watermelon in the summer I always had salt on my watermelon and I really liked that so I could see it being good on apples because both of those are like I feel like watery like sweeter fruits so I could see it being good because it's like sweet and salty and I like peanut butter on apples and I think a lot of people do and peanuts are like salty so I feel like that would be really good but I would never think to just put salt on it it's kind of like I've heard people say 
um, lemon juice on apples is really good. And I know lemon juice like preserves apples, I believe, like from keeping them to get brown. And I feel like Chick-fil-A in their fruit cup, they have some kind of like lemon juice preservative on their fruit in their fruit cups because their apples have always tasted very lemony to me, but they're really good. Like I love the apples in Chick-fil-A fruit cups. So I'm gonna have to try that out. The next one is colored Christmas lights are the best kind. I'm gonna disagree with you there. I personally prefer, okay, actually I don't disagree with you. On my actual Christmas tree in my apartment, I want the warm white lights, but I do think colored Christmas lights are more fun. Like, I won't lie. Like, colored Christmas lights are absolutely more fun. Um, And I think that they're a lot more fun on, like, Christmas trees that are set up outdoors or, like, along, like, other things outdoors and in, like, yards and stuff. I think the colored lights are way more fun than just, like, plain warm white lights. But on my personal Christmas tree... I like it to be the warm white lights just because I like how the tree just kind of glows in one color because when it's like multi different colors it doesn't really like glow and have that like arc of a glow around it it's just sort of like a bunch of different colors giving off like random light but I really like the way the warm white light is in the apartment the next unpopular opinion is Duncan isn't that good Oh my gosh. Um, I just don't think you've had a good Duncan experience because Duncan is like what made me fall in love with coffee. I, my brother and I were in high school. So when I was 15 and I was riding to school with him, um, we would be like late, like every single day. I remember I had AP Euro first period and I would like roll up 15 minutes late. It didn't really matter because I still did really good in the class, but I know that that's like not a good thing to do. And like looking back, I know it's like very disrespectful to the teacher. So like, I'm just like, man, I hate that we did that, but we always just ended up being late because we always like had traffic in the morning and then we would stop by Duncan when we probably shouldn't have and like that kind of thing. And we would stop by Duncan and it got to a point where it was like, I would pay like in change because I just like wanted it so bad so I would like go through like all my random little bags and lunch boxes and like find change that I could pay for my Dunkin Donuts I remember it was two dollars and 16 cents or something like that or two dollars and 26 cents something around that line for um what I would get I would get a small iced coffee with um caramel and skim milk and sugar that's what I started out with And then I, like, stopped getting the sugar in it because, like, the sugar was, like, always, like, actual granules of sugar, which, like, thinking back on, it's just crazy that I drank that because it was, like, I don't know how I, like, stayed awake because if I were to drink that now, it would give me such a sugar crash, and I feel like it probably did back then. I just didn't feel it as much. I don't know. Um, But that's what I would order. And now my Dunkin' order, I love getting um, just an iced coffee with either almond milk or oat milk and the caramel swirl the thing is is you have to understand that duncan has caramel or not caramel duncan has flavor shots and duncan has flavor swirls the flavor shots are like not as sugary and not as sweet as the swirls are whereas the swirls are more of like a much like sweeter syrup and i always make sure that it's like the caramel swirl and i don't get it like with the full amount i normally get it half of like the normal pumps like in a medium or in a small if i'm getting the swirl Um, And also Dunkin's better than Starbucks because Dunkin uses Planet Oats oat milk, which one is a more environmentally friendly oat milk from what I have read. And also its ingredients are a lot better than Oatly's oat milk, which is what Starbucks uses because uh, Oatly's has like a lot of canola oil in it and it's mainly like oil based, whereas Planet Oats oat milk is actually like 
oat milk and um i drink planet oat oat milk creamer like at home their vanilla planet oat oat milk creamer is phenomenal from the store i love it so much so like that's what i'm used to drinking at home but you just have to find like what you like at duncan you have to just have to make sure you know that like ordering it the difference between the shots and the swirls and then you also just need to figure out like which um like feel like the cold brew or the iced coffee more and honestly it does depend on who makes it because there's like all those tiktoks that are like i know when my duncan comes out this color it's gonna be horrible and it's like that like watery looking coffee and it's like they didn't put enough of they like did a flavor shot instead of a flavor swirl or they didn't do enough of your almond milk or whatever and also duncan's almond milk is better than starbucks almond milk in my opinion because starbucks almond milk is trash it's literally horrible i don't know what it is but it tastes terrible um, I don't know why, but it just does. So yeah, I, I mean, Duncan's a lot more inconsistent than Starbucks. I'll give it that to Starbucks and they have better cold foam, but, and they do have the blonde espresso that I like a lot, but if I'm getting an iced coffee, I much, much, much more prefer Duncan's like iced coffee, like actual roast than Starbucks. And that's just that, but I don't know. I guess maybe if you started out on Starbucks, you probably like Starbucks more. And if you started out on Duncan, you like Duncan more, but that's just my story. Um, the next one is summer is the worst season. I'm going to agree with you. Um, I don't think I would have said this prior to having a job and working in the summer, but I've worked every summer since I was 15, except for, well, and I can't say except for because I was working. I was just doing YouTube, but that wasn't like I was working for myself. So did, I don't know. The summer between my junior and senior year of college, I all I did was YouTube. So I didn't really like have to report to anybody like I did every other summer of my life since I was 15. And But I agree with you. Like I loved the summer for not having school in high school and in college, but I dreaded it like in college because I had to do like some sort of internship usually and I had to um and it was just always weird having to like temporarily like be an adult for a few months and then like especially like living in a different city like if you're going back home and you're doing an internship that's a little different like when I was like literally removing myself 10 hours from home to do an internship at a random place and like be an adult for the summer while like nobody else was doing internships it was really weird but I agree with you because one it's just unbearably hot in the south and two there's a lot more FOMO in the summer because all the people who don't have to work during the summer, you just like see them living their lives and like going to the beach and all that stuff. And it makes you really jealous. Like I remember when I was in high school, like most of my friends didn't work during the summer. I had a few friends that did, but like not many of them at all, especially the people. I don't know. There were just a lot of people who were really heavily into sports. And I was too, like I had my like summer volleyball, like two days and everything like that. But I would always have to go to work right after them. So, like, I had to make it work or whatever. But I literally remember, like, telling my parents just, like, how much it sucked because I would be working at the surf shop and people would come to, like, the food truck that was right next to my surf shop because the surf shop was literally right across the street from, like, the most popular beach to go to where I grew up when we were in high school. Like, we always went to this one specific beach in high school and everyone would go to that beach. And then they'd come across the street and they would eat at the food truck next door to my uh, surf shop. And I'd be inside the surf shop and they would all come and see me. And they'd be like, oh, hey. And they'd all be like tan and in their swimsuits and like just, you know, obviously clearly had a great day. And I was just like stuck inside working. And it just always made me so like jealous. And I would get such bad FOMO because it's like, yeah, I had my two days of work off a week. But 
I felt like it always rained when I wasn't working. So it was just a bummer. But I totally agree with you on that one. Next one is getting presents isn't the same as it used to be. Um, yeah, I agree with that. I like, I've always been somebody that like enjoys giving presents though more than getting, which like obviously I couldn't, I can't say I've always enjoyed that because I haven't my whole life been giving people presents because when I was little, I obviously wasn't really doing that. But um, like now I get so excited for the holidays because I love finding people gifts that like mean a lot to them and are very personable to them. And I don't know, like I hate having to think of things to ask for which is such, you know, I'm blessed to have that problem. I just feel like when I need something, like I'm fortunately in a position where I can like save up to buy it or I can um, think about it for a bit and then buy it myself. And that's just kind of like how I, how things are right now. But it, of course, they haven't always been that way. And I'm very fortunate that things are that way. But I agree. I mean, I think when you're little, it's just like completely different because you don't really have any money. Um to like spend on yourself or to spend on anything in general so presents were just like a really big deal the next one is sometimes you just need a job that pays well and isn't your dream job slash passion I think a lot of people would disagree with that in today's world but I'm going to be somebody that agrees with you on that Um, I think so many people are so quick to quit their first job or not give their first jobs a chance or maybe being too picky finding their first job because they think it needs to be like their end goal of a job or their dream job but in reality like you have to think of it as a stepping stone and not like the end goal like a lot of people have the mindset of okay I'm going in the work this job and I'm not going to waste my time and energy on something that I don't enjoy and it's like no like sometimes you just have to really deal with really crappy stuff as a stepping stone to get you to where you want to be and a perfect example of that is like public accounting like everybody knows or not everybody but most people know the reputation of public accounting, especially like big four public accounting, you, you know, work crazy hours and you really like don't get paid that much starting out. And that's just the reputation. And a lot of people are like, well, how are people like, why are people still going to work for them if everybody knows that's the reputation? It's because of how good it is on your resume and how good it can be for you for networking and meeting people and like learning. It's truly just like, such a crazy learning experience and you can learn so so much whether you stay there or not it's a really good experience and it can be a stepping stone to something even better and bigger um down the line but a lot of people just view things as like oh if it's not you know for me like and it's not something I'm enjoying right now and it's not making me happy then I must leave and of course like if something is like genuinely making you miserable and affecting your mental health then yeah you probably should consider leaving I'm not saying you need to stay for that reason I'm just saying a lot of people think that if it's not their dream job, they got to leave. And that actually ties into the other, the first unpopular opinion about self-care culture making us selfish. And I think that part of that self-care culture is like basically cutting off anything that's like not good for you. And I think part of self-care culture has caused us to ignore some of our own like toxicity and like just behaviors that maybe like aren't the best and we just like are so quick to cut things off rather than like sit down and like actually deal with them if that makes sense and I feel like that really ties into this whole job thing because we call it self-care to just like up and at them and quit a job because it's just like not our dream job when in reality like it could have been such a valuable stepping stone for us if we gave it a real chance if that makes sense you know what I mean Next one, Friends is not a good show. Who hurt you? Who freaking hurt you? 
I personally love Friends. I didn't watch it until my fresh. Well, okay, I watched like episodes of it here and there, like growing up, like when my mom had it on, because my mom has always like really, really loved it since she first watched it. Like we have like the box set and everything, and at home. And then I didn't. I watched it all the way through my freshman year of college, like when I was like doing nothing. That was one of the five shows that I like chose to like binge watch when I was a freshman in college, and I really love it. I just think there's some really, really funny moments I think some episodes are just kind of like yeah they're trying too hard but like there are some really really funny episodes in there you just have to find them the next one is Taylor Swift is overrated I I don't want to say overrated because I do I I really loved like Red the album Red when it first came out um I definitely have like some emotional ties to that and I also have some emotional ties to um, some of the songs on, like, the 1989 album. And I really, like, liked a lot of her songs when I was in middle school, too, like, her more country songs. But I will say, I think that – I don't want to say she's overrated, so I'm going to disagree with you on that because I think that she is a lyrical, like, genius. Like, she has very great lyrics. She has a great voice. And the fact that she went from being, like, very country to, like, now being, like, I don't even know what – I guess she's like soft pop like I don't even really know what you would categorize her under like indie like what I don't know her voice has just changed a lot and the fact that she's really been able to like create wonderful music in like completely separate genres is like really incredible to me but I will say that the obsession with her like people like truly do idolize her so I think she's overrated in the sense that like any like how anybody would idolize any musician celebrity like I probably have uh, musical artists that I think of the same way that other people think of Taylor Swift but some people take it so freaking far and I think that she does have a very very intense following compared to a lot of other artists so I see what you're saying um I'm definitely not somebody who's like who like literally like loses my mind every time she like uh re-records one of her uh albums and like drops it or whatever but I do think like I don't want to say she's overrated because I think she's great but I do think that people take it a little far sometimes, but to each their own, um, no hate to her at all because she's great, like I said, and no hate to anybody that is a huge Swifty because I have lots of friends that are huge Swifties and I see it. I just don't, I, I just don't, I see why like the idolization of her is there or like really any artist in general. Um, and the last one I'm going to do, because I just realized I'm 26 minutes into this episode and I still have to do my entire list, is I don't see the fun in getting drunk. Um, I will say, I think it can be fun, but I just think that it's honestly, like, the older you get, it's just, like, not worth it. I was just talking to one of my friends about this today, and, like, my ideal situation is just, like, having, like, one to three drinks max over the span of like I never want to go more than like one drink an hour if that makes sense like you're that's like a true pacing yourself um and that's like what your body can process like I feel like more on like a body processing speed I guess you could say and I just truly I think in call like if I, I would be if I was reading this like my senior year of college would have been like no it's definitely really fun but I just think as you get older your body just can't handle it as much and you just realize it affects like the next day a lot worse it affects your sleep a lot worse it affects your overall health a lot worse your memory um just a lot of things it bleeds into other areas of your life that makes it not worth it and I don't really think it's fun to feel like crap so I'm gonna agree with you there 
and I just really like having like social drinks if that makes sense like going to a cocktail bar not like a clubby type of bar like a college type of bar where like the theme is drink as much as you can and like have a crazy night like that's not my vibe my vibe is going to like a cool quaint like local cocktail bar um trying some of like the fun cocktails they have on the menu and you know having like no more than like three drinks in a span of like three to four hours like I even if I had was out for longer than that I really don't like to have more than three drinks because I just start like my body just starts to feel gross after that and it's not the grossness it's just like I just feel like it starts to kind of like shut down and I'm like I don't like the way this feels so yeah I like the social aspect of it because it does it does help me like loosen up a little bit and like my social anxiety kind of subsides a little bit when I am able to like have a drink at any social event so I appreciate it for that reason but like getting drunk like no I genuinely don't think it's like the most fun thing ever like I I I can see how some people you know thrive off of it but long term like no it's not it is not fun it is bad for your body and it hurts and you're it like just catches up to you really fast the older you get and I've just like really noticed that okay so now getting into mine first cheese is not as good as people hype it up to be I just don't I have never been a huge cheese person growing up I was an extremely picky child I'm still relatively picky. Um, I'm a lot better now than I used to be, and I eat probably quadruple the amount of things that I used to eat when I was, like, 10, so I've made progress, but cheese is something that I've always been, you know, just picky about. Like, I will have a little bit of cheese on, like, my tacos, but I really, this is so weird, and I hate saying it out loud because it makes me sound like a child, but I only like having, like, cheese on, like, my tacos or on... What's something else I would have cheese on? Honestly, tacos and, like, nachos is, like, the only thing I can think that I would, like, eat cheese on, like, add it to on top. I only like it when it's, like, the finely shredded, like, the fancy shredded (laughs) cheese. Like, I don't like, like, the big chunks of, like, the shredded cheese. I don't know why. It just, I think the proportion, flavor-wise, it just messes everything up in the texture. I just, I don't love it. Um, I don't like cheese on salads at all. I've tried it do not like it it totally throws off the texture of the salad um I don't there's specific cheeses that I just absolutely despise on pizza I am actually happy without cheese but I always get like when I'm making it at home I put like a tiny tiny bit just so that it's not like nothing but I truly put like a tiny tiny bit and I don't know. I'm just not, I'm not crazy about cheese. Like, I think queso is good because it's, like, melted. I think it's more of a texture issue for me than it is, like, a taste. But there are some, like, cheeses that I've had that I'm like, why does anybody like this? Like, when I'm eating, like, a charcuterie board, I will pretty much only eat, like, a smoked Gouda, like, a brie. And honestly, like, I don't really know what other cheeses I've tried that I, like, really like. I've had a few, like, random like truffle cheeses and stuff like that that have been good but like as far as like a just a block of like white cheddar or something like that goes I'm not a big fan and yeah I just I don't know it's just not as great as everyone hypes it up to be and it just doesn't make me feel good but that's my own problem (laughs) um next is fall and winter fashion is better than any other season I feel like this is an unpopular opinion just because I feel like I don't know I feel like in the summertime that's when people like get more like 
crazy with their outfits and everything but I truly appreciate and love fall and winter fashion so much more just because I feel like it's so much more timeless and I'm not like having to keep up with all these crazy trends that are like changing all the time like I can keep like the sweater that I had from three years ago and still wear it this year and it's fine and I also just really like the look of fall and winter fashion it's just a lot more like professional and I feel like my vibe um as opposed to like summer clothing I don't know that's just my opinion next is going off of that having a closet of basics is better than having a closet full of trends and like shopping for basics is better than shopping for trends I think I feel like this is unpopular because I feel like so many people love to like stay up to date with the trends and like get trendy pieces and all this stuff I truly hate it because nothing makes me more mad than like getting something that's like trendy and then like a few months later being like why did I wear this or why did I buy this and like already getting rid of it um and that's something that I feel like you kind of realize once you like graduate college because when you're in college you feel like the pressure to dress like kind of everybody else around you in a way and you feel a lot more pressure to like stay on trend but like you just like kind of stop and I didn't really care about it in college it's just like you feel pressured to and I feel like now I'm just like okay I like I don't know like the whole all the summer trends and spring trends from this past year like what I did not like any of them like all the uh y2k like the year 2000 like type of stuff no like I just I don't know like I just knew that I'm like if I were to buy any of this one I wouldn't like it because it's not my style and two it's like we're gonna look back a year from now and be like what were we doing and I just think it's it's better in a number of ways and for a number of reasons but it's so much easier to make outfits you're not having to like I feel like when you buy for trends it's a lot harder to make outfits and then if you have basics it's a lot easier and you don't have to have as much when you just have basics and also basics are just you're always gonna like them like you're always gonna like need and like a plain white tee or like a plain black turtleneck or mock neck sweater and you know like a solid pair of jeans like a pretty like just plain basic pair of like black boots brown boots cream boots whatever and there's some things like you know like chunky like boots and sneakers I think I will always love those and I think I like those because I feel like they are slimming on my legs maybe they're not but that's how I feel about them so I feel like I'm always gonna like them but they are something that's trendy right now so I will say that next um people using the word chuggy use it to have a justification to judge things that they don't like and try to feel better about their own opinions. Um, I know that using the word chuggy and, like, people making, like, the things I think are chuggy, like, TikToks and everything, isn't meant to be taken that seriously. But it just reminds me, it gives me the same vibes as saying no offense and then saying something offensive. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like the people who say it, or not the people, I'm not trying to judge the people in saying this. I feel like when people say this is chuggy, they're just trying to feel better about their opinion of that thing. Like, they may feel like something is chuggy because, like, say if somebody said Uggs are chuggy, which I've seen plenty of people say, I say that as I'm wearing my mini Uggs on my feet right now that I've had for three years. And I love them, and I will always love them. And I've had Uggs since I was in middle school. Did I wear them from, like, 11th grade through sophomore year of college? No, because they really weren't that popular. I was wearing Ugg slippers at the time, during that time, but I was not wearing, like, my Ugg boots. And then I will say I got a pair of the Ugg minis right when they first came out when I was a junior in college for Christmas for my boyfriend. So I was definitely ahead of this 
trend of them coming back now but it's so funny because I remember when I got them my junior year like Christmas I put them on my list and I remember my boyfriend being like are you sure and then like I also remember some of my friends being like wow I'm surprised you're asking for those and I was like no they're so comfy and warm and like in Tuscaloosa when it would get really cold I was like I need warmer shoes I can't wear tennis shoes when it's 30 degrees outside and I have to like walk 15 minutes to my class like no (laughs) um so I love my Uggs, but that was a, that was a tangent. But anyways, if somebody were to be like Uggs are chuggy, like they're trying to say that so that they can get other people's reactions of other people agreeing with them, so that they can feel better about that opinion. Like that's the whole reasoning of describing things as chuggy, is so that you can feel that whole group think idea of oh, I need other people to pitch into like the way I feel about something, and it makes me feel better about my opinion even though other people, like, aren't going to agree with it or whatever. And it just makes you feel better about, like, what you think. And it's just, like, a – I feel like it's a way to judge other people and put down other people's opinions without, like, explicitly doing so, if that makes sense. Next, tequila is the best alcohol. Um, We had this conversation at Thanksgiving, like, with my family, and we were just talking about, like, how vodka is, like, potato-based and, like, tequila is agave-based and all that kind of stuff and, like, beer being, like – wheat and grain based or whatever and I was like you know what I love tequila so much and I feel like and I love like agave like I literally love agave and like smoothies oatmeal on my pancakes literally in place of like maple syrup like anything I am just a huge huge fan and I I know that there are lots of people out there who can't even stand to like think about tequila but it is my favorite for sure and it's the best in my opinion next um peppermint coffee and peppermint chocolate is really good I didn't ever see until last Christmas people saying, like, how could you like a peppermint coffee? It's like toothpaste. Somebody said that to me, and it was really off-putting because it made me start to think of it as toothpaste. But I was like, you know what? No, it tastes really good to me. (laughs) I see what you're saying, but, like, no, it tastes really, really good to me. I, like, really love, like, one – I don't like a lot of peppermint and stuff because it can be very – it's such a strong flavor, so it can be very overbearing. But I really think that, like – I don't know. I just think that it's really good, like, in certain things. Like, a peppermint dark chocolate's really good. Um, Like, one pump of peppermint with, like, one pump of white mocha and a shaken espresso at Starbucks. Phenomenal. Um, I don't know. I think it's good, and I don't think it's, like, toothpaste-y. Next is historical historical fiction is one of the best genres of books. I feel like nobody really talks about historical fiction that often, but I will say my most memorable reads, like the things that I like remember the storyline to the most and some of the books that I've like truly enjoyed the most and been like very enthralled by have been historical fictions because like a lot of like romance type of books, just like romance fiction novels, I, I don't know, you just blend them together really easily in your head and you just kind of forget like what book was what but I feel like historical fiction like the plots are so much stronger and it's a lot easier to remember like storylines because they have such strong and I mean not every historical fiction book is like that there are definitely some historical fiction books that you know maybe aren't written as well but I truly think that it's one of the best genres out there and it's very underrated next is a good cup of hot coffee is better than a good cup of iced coffee I feel like this is a very unpopular opinion just because I feel like everyone my age is, like, an iced coffee drinker. There's probably, like, 5% of us that, like, enjoy hot coffee for what it is. And don't get me wrong, I love a good iced coffee, and I do think a good iced coffee can be really freaking good. 
but I think hot coffee just tends to like the flavors just really blend in with it better and it's probably because it is hot like especially if you're getting flavors in your coffee like a good cup of hot coffee nothing can be that in my opinion I went through a phase where I like never drank hot coffee from my Nespresso like I pretty much only would make ice lattes and this was like right when I first got my Nespresso machine and I would only order like ice drinks out and then I started having like my hot coffee on my Nespresso and now it's like if I have like too much iced coffee like over the span of like a week like it will I will have iced coffee for like three or four days straight and I like crave a cup of hot coffee if that makes sense so that's just me personally I know a lot of people probably don't agree with me on that one next most self-help books suck and they just reiterate the same things in different forms and don't provide that much value um I know that that those are like the popular things like to read a lot of the time and I think a lot of people get into self-help um when they're getting back into reading just because they're they can be enticing you know like you always not you always I feel like a lot of times we just get enthralled by the idea of oh like helping myself out and like doing something good for myself by reading this But I've read my fair share of self-help books and I feel like they all say basically the same thing in different like different styles and that's fine but like that's not my jam and it's really just not worth your time. There are some that I think are that are worth your time but they are few and far between and I think the genre as a as a whole is very oversaturated with little value. Um, I think that self-improvement like much more niche like topic self-improvement books and like psychology books that like really apply like self-improvement topics blended with psychology are very like just much 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 better than most self-help books in my opinion next um therapy is actually really hard to get yourself into I say this because I have yet to make it in (laughs) and it's something that I know I need to do and that I know I would benefit from greatly but I have a I have an immense, immense, you guys, struggle with opening up to people that I don't know. And I don't want to say that because it's not true for everybody. There are some people that I meet and I will overshare the first few times I meet them, but it's because our souls are like on the same page, if that makes sense. I have some of my closest friends, like it did not take more than like hanging out with them twice for me to share like very personal stuff with them and it's because like I could just feel a tie to them like literally in my soul like I was literally like oh my gosh like we we literally like really get each other and some people and I think I try to like trust my gut with that um like when I have that feeling I'm like it's okay to share this with somebody and when I feel like I should maybe have a wall up I will leave that wall up but when it comes to therapy and somebody you literally know nothing about you've never met before and I'm expected to go in there and literally say things that have never been said out loud like that have been in my head for my entire life I'm sorry how am I supposed to do that like if I haven't even said any of that to like the maybe some people think that that makes it easier but in my opinion like that's just like such a hurdle for me that I like have been waiting on feeling ready to face and I know that I don't need to wait on feeling ready like it's something that I just need to do um and it's something that I I just I know I need it because there are just some things that I don't know there's some things that happen in life that affect you a lot more than 
you think they do in the moment. Like, in the moment, you're like, oh, this is just happening to me right now, and it's just going to, like, hurt for a little bit, or it's going to suck for a little bit, and then it'll be over. Like, no. Painful things, like, can really stay with us if we don't heal properly from them, and I have a lot that I never really healed properly from, especially, like, from high school, and I just, I don't know. I think so many people are like, oh, just, like, go to therapy. Like, oh, like, everybody should go to therapy. And it's like, yeah, probably, but, like, that's totally ignoring, like, how difficult it is for some people to, like, open up to others. Um, and I and I don't know. That might not be a pop – that may that might be a popular opinion, I guess is what I'm trying to say. But in my opinion, like, so many people just, like, say, like, oh, just do it. And they're just, like, so encouraging about it. And I get that. Like, you're encouraging about it because it's been life-changing for you, and I know it will be life-changing for me. But, like, just saying, like, oh, my gosh, like – you should just go it's like no you don't understand how big of like a deal this is for me (laughs) personally but that's just me um next rainy and stormy weather is literally the best and it's like so enjoyable um don't get me wrong I I learned there was one year in Tuscaloosa I don't remember if it was my senior year of college or if it was during my post-grad year I think it was probably during post-grad or not my, my post-grad, am I okay, during my graduate school year, it technically was post-grad, but during my year of grad school, there was a period of time in Tuscaloosa, and I don't think we saw the sun for like 12 or 13 days, and I loved the gloomy weather for the first like seven, and after that, I was like, I'm starting to feel like kind of sad <laughs> from this weather, um, you know, seasonal depression is like a real thing, and you know, vitamin D is very important for us for our mood and how we feel. And when we're suppressed from that, of course, it's going to affect us. But I will say people who are like, oh, it's going to rain. Most of the time, I'm very excited. Like I am checking my weather app to see when the next time it's going to rain is because I'm excited about it. Obviously, if I have outdoor plans, I don't want it to rain, but I like really enjoy it. And like a nice thunderstorm, love it. However, anything like more severe than a thunderstorm I'm a freaking baby and and all of my close friends know that I'm like a weather freak like I'm obsessed with I'm weirdly obsessed with weather um I always follow it really closely and it's actually like in my blood because my grandpa was like a hurricane hunter for the navy and my dad like has always known a lot about weather because he's just he loves like the water so he's always known like a lot about wind and tides and hurricanes when they would come and everything like that so I feel like it's just in me. It's part of me, and I love it so much. Um, and I think it's very fascinating. A lot of people think that's very weird, um, but you know what? I think it's fascinating. So, but going off of that, I just love rainy and like weather and like a good thunderstorm. Next, I would rather be cold than be hot. This one just speaks for itself. Why would anybody rather be hot or too hot than too cold? Because when you're too hot, you can only do so much to cool down like ice isn't necessarily always readily available um indoors may not be available you can only take off so many clothes but when you're cold literally just keep bundling up you know like put on two pairs of socks put on long johns put on pants put on boots put on two jackets put on ear warmers put on a blanket and drink a hot coffee you know (laughs) i don't know i just feel like it's easier to Maybe it's not easier to warm yourself up, but I'm just somebody who's naturally very hot, so I hate being hot, and I just would rather be cold because of that, so that's just me. Next, pineapple belongs on pizza, point blank, that's that. 
it's a fact. Um, I love pineapple on my pizza. It's sweet and it's savory. It adds so much flavor. Um, my mod pizza order specifically, or Blaze, if you have Blaze, they're like the same concept. I get a pizza, regular pizza crust, red sauce, and pesto, white cheese, white mozzarella. Um, I normally get, I think I normally get bacon. I used to get like pepperoni, but I just like don't. I honestly, like I realized that I was trying to like pepperoni. I was trying to convince myself that I like it and I really don't. So I normally get like bacon and I like that it's just like crumbled on the pizza. And red onion, roasted garlic, oregano, salt and pepper, and arugula and pineapple and it's so good literally so good it's fabulous it's seriously like one of my favorite things I used to hate pizza um for a period of time and I never ate it but then like once these fast casual pizza joints came up and like once I started like making my own pizza at home I love it now but I still don't like love Domino's or like Papa John's or any of those places just because that's like completely different pizza and honestly like I probably wouldn't like like New York pizza if I went to New York um, because I like the more like fast casual style of pizza and that might sound crazy and that's probably a very unpopular opinion, but y'all heard me say earlier in this episode, I'm weird with cheese and that means that I probably wouldn't like a New York pizza because I know that it's a lot of cheese. Like anything that's like stringy, oh no, I cannot do it. Like cheese sticks, always hated them. Mozzarella sticks, uh, cheese crust stuffed pizza is in my nightmares, um, from my elementary school, seeing people eat that and, like literally just thinking of the way the cheese stick looked inside the little rectangular piece of pizza in my food line made me like ill like I literally don't know why like I it just made me feel so sick the way it looked it just looked very unappetizing I guess you could say and I didn't like that and I still think of it now like when I think of like cheese stuffed like things like I don't know how anybody could like that but that's just my opinion you don't have to agree with it (laughs) um next is nuts literally ruined desserts Whoever's out here putting walnuts in their brownies, um, pecans in their chocolate chip cookies, what are you doing? Like, they're, they were fine, and you just ruined them. That's all I'm going to say about that. Um, next is avocados do not deserve the hype they get. <laughs> I've always hated avocados so much. Um, and then I went, to, uh, I went to Cabo with my boyfriend's family when I was a sophomore in college, or in between my sophomore and junior year. And I ha- had guacamole when we were there for the first time well not for the first time but that was the first time I had it and liked it and I ate a ton of it that weekend or that week when we were there so I had it I loved it um and then I came back to the United States and I started eating guac and I still love guac I love guac now and I did get on an avocado toast kick I didn't initially like it but then I started like making my own avocado toast and I loved it but I never did a lot of avocado you know, like, some people, like, I, I've had this conversation with my friends, and they're like, wow, you're crazy. Like, I would use, like, a quarter of an avocado on my avocado toast, so like, a very thin layer, and my friends are like, no, I use an entire avocado on my avocado toast. So, I think that goes to show that I didn't even really like it to begin with. I just kind of got it and put it on my toast and my bagels, and then I would, like, drown it in, like, garlic salt, onion salt, everything but the bagel seasoning, red pepper flakes, and honey because it tastes so bad and it needed so much help. And I'm like, why am I eating this if it needs – you know what I mean? I don't know. And I think there will be a time in my life when I'm obsessed with avocado toast again because I genuinely ate it every single day for like a year and a half straight. 
that I randomly had. I randomly got repulsed by it like a couple weeks ago and I think it was just when I was really stressed and I was like, I, I can't eat avocado for a long time again. Like I genuinely can't. Um, so I've had it in guac, but I just haven't had it like on avocado toast again since then and I don't think I will for a while. But I just, it's just so flavorless. And like when you have a bad avocado, there's nothing, nothing on this planet that is worse than having a bad avocado because it's just, it burns your tongue and it's like literally like, it tastes like chemicals. Like literally it feels like a chemical burn on your tongue and it tastes like chemicals. If you've never had a bad avocado, I hope that you never do. I wouldn't wish eating a bad avocado on my worst enemy because that's how bad it is. Nothing nothing is worse than it and I know some people are like oh it's so avoidable you just look at the avocado no I have had some pretty avocados that have tasted like trash and have burned my tongue and just and you can't get it out of your mouth like it's just like this horrible taste oh my gosh thinking about it like gives me chills it's horrible okay next people are way too invested in other people's business and they don't even realize it or know it um this goes to show And I say this with emphasis on social media. Like, we were never meant to know this many people and be, like, acquainted with, like, this many people. Like, think of how many people, like, follow – you follow on Instagram. Maybe you don't follow that many people. But, like, all the influencers you may follow or – like, when I even think of, like, the people who follow me, I'm like, nobody was ever meant to, like – just have this large of a network you know what I mean and knowing like what we know about as many people's lives as we know is like a form it gives us like a sense of like entitlement to like those people's lives and I just think that everyone is like way too invested in other people's lives that they have nothing to do with those other people's lives like we're so invested in how somebody we don't even know like lives their life and like what they do with their day but it doesn't even affect us and it also doesn't even like like we don't know them and we never will so you know what I mean like that kind of kind of thing and if you just think of how much more you could improve your own life by putting the time you spent watching others and like obsessing over others or just paying attention to others lives if you put all that time back into yourself just like think of how much more time you would have in your day and how much more things you could improve in your own life you know what I mean I don't know Next, not everyone needs to move to a big city or move away from their hometown. Um, This one just goes to show. I see what people say all the time, like, move away from your hometown. And honestly, like, if your goal is to expand your network, meet more people, have more opportunities, and put yourself out there and get out of your comfort zone, 100%. Obviously, that's what you need to do. But that's just, like, not for everybody. Like, some people, like, don't care to, like, have that growth and don't care to or okay I don't want to say don't care to have that growth because they can still have that growth but it's not going to happen on the same scale or on the same timeline and in the same way as it would if they were to leave their hometown some people just like the close-knitness of where they're from the familiarity of where they're from and that's okay and there's no reason to condemn people for what they choose to do it's fine is it affecting you no Is it one less friend in the city you live in if they potentially move to your city? Yes, but you can't bank on that. So I just think, you know, if it doesn't affect you, like, let people live. And I just think that, you know, making people feel bad about it by, like, putting that out there, which, like, if you're saying, like, 
oh, the best thing I ever did was move away from my hometown. That's fine. That's your opinion. You can say that. But don't say that in a way where it puts the people who choose to, like, stay home and, like, not move away. Don't phrase it in a way that to where it's, like, putting them down or making them feel bad. You know what I mean? Because, like I said, it's not for everybody. Um, because that's just, like, what's meant to be for some people. Like, some people are literally meant to graduate high school, go straight in the trade school or cosmetology school or you know take over their family business and that's just like what they want to do and that's what's best for them and maybe they just don't want to be far from their family because family is their top priority and that's just different like some people prioritize their career over their family and as a result move to wherever their job is and that's fine and that's all I'm gonna say about that um just because you know Obviously, if you do all of that, it can expand things tenfold, but that doesn't mean that it's a lifestyle for everybody. Um, next is you should always support your friends unless they are being hurt, taken advantage of, used, etc. I see so many people like cut friends off for like going back to like their exes or for maybe like talking to somebody that they just think is like not good enough for them, whatever. I have always told my friends, like, I will support you no matter what, even if you're going back to your ex for, like, the 50th time, as long as you are not being, like, emotionally, physically, like, mentally, like, abused or being taken advantage of or hurt, and that's, like, and I know that, I'm going to support you because it is your life. And, like, it can be the most isolating thing to someone if they feel like they don't have anyone in their corner in those situations. And like I'm saying, in those situations where there isn't any harm going on. I'm not saying I would not support, like, my friend being with somebody if, like, obviously they were being hurt. I would tell them, like, this isn't good for you. Like, you should, you know, probably get out of this. Like, whatever. Obviously, I'm not going to support them in that situation. I'm just saying I will always, like, have my friends back, I guess, in those types of situations. Like, because... It can be really isolating, like, say, like, your friend, like, all, say you're, okay, let's say you specifically. It's easier for me to say you specifically. You listening. Say you and your significant other broke up, and y'all just basically got in a fight, and instead of working things out, you decided to break up, and you gave it off, gave it, or you gave it off. You took off from, you know, like, seeing each other, talking to each other for a few weeks. Then you realize that both of y'all made a mistake, and you all just didn't really handle things the way you should have. So you go to get back together. But of course, when you guys broke up, you told your friends everything. You probably emphasized more so of like what the other per- person was saying and doing that was hurting you rather than like what you were saying and doing. So everyone that's in your corner sort of only has that other side of the story. And in that situation, you know, they're in a position now where they're wanting to defend you and they're not wanting you to get back together with that person because of that well then you guys decide to like figure things out work things out and that's what you do so then you get back together your friends disapprove because they saw you upset and they saw you struggling through the breakup and because of that because of them not supporting you now you feel like you can't talk to them about those problems in that relation like any problem you have like within your relationship again and you feel alone and like you don't have anybody that supports you in your decision and doesn't 
support your relationship and that is a horrible feeling. I never want any of my friends to feel that way, to feel like they can't come to me if they need me for something. So that's why I say I'll always support them in those situations as long as they're not being hurt because I never want them to feel alone and I never want them to feel isolated and like they can't talk to anybody because I've always said I will never judge you if you're going back to them for the second time, the 50th time, as long as you're not being hurt. I will never judge you and I'll always be a listening ear for you when you need it. And I will always give you advice when you want it and need it. Not necessarily when you need it, but like when you want it too. Um, So yeah, that's that. And I think that um, I feel like that's how everybody should be. I think so many people are so quick to just be like, oh, you guys are getting back together again. Like that's just like exhausting. Like there's a reason you broke up in the first place, blah, blah, blah. That's just like unforgiving. And that's not really like supportive at all if they're not being hurt in any way. You know what I mean? I don't know. Next, um, some people don't take accountability for their toxic behaviors because they blame it on their personality type or their zodiac sign instead of working on those behaviors. I feel like I see so many people say, like, I'm blank because I'm a personality type this or I'm blank because I'm this type of zodiac. And it's like, okay, maybe so, yes, maybe that's your tendency because that's just, like, the way your personality is. But, like, don't use that as a crutch and don't, like, blame your toxic behaviors on that. You know what I mean? Like, take accountability for the things that you're doing that are potentially harmful to others. Like, maybe nobody's been hurt by it yet. But, like, eventually, like, you saying that, you know, you are – I can't even think of something. Like, I don't – I'm not – I do not know enough about, like, zodiac signs and stuff to be saying this. Um – Like, for example, like, you're just saying, like, oh, I'm mean because I'm an Aries. Like, no, like, don't, like, try not to be mean to people for no reason. Like, try and, like, work on that. You know what I mean? And it's, like, I think, I think a lot of people just say it to be, like, funny and quirky. But, like, I have seen some people, like, genuinely just, like, write off any and all toxic behavior on their personality type or their astrology sign. And it's, like, no, like, take accountability for the things that you do that are potentially harmful to others and work on it because you don't want to hurt other people I don't know next is money does buy you happiness but it cannot buy you lasting happiness I know a lot of people are just like no money straight up doesn't buy you happiness but I do think it can buy you short-term happiness but it definitely cannot buy you lasting happiness and that's all I'm going to say about that next um people pick and choose what is okay to criticize mock or judge For example, this is like the one thing I specifically thought of. I feel like, especially on TikTok, for example, criticizing or judging men is like tolerated and is fine and super prevalent, but it's much more condemned to have like the same type of conversation and comments on a woman's TikTok, if that makes sense. And I'm not saying that that means we should do it on either way. Like, no, like we shouldn't be so hurtful with our words like on anybody's anything but I feel like it's excused so much more on like men's videos and everything I don't know like I just sometimes I'll like see something and then I'll read the comments and I'm like I cannot believe people think this is okay like just like making comments about somebody's like body or you know like maybe the way they talk or like I don't know just something like that and it's just like I feel like people are so quick to jump on people if that's in other comment sections but then like 
I don't know. I think what I'm trying to say with this is that like men's mental health and like a lot of things surrounding that going off of that being like the TikTok comments of like, and I know that this is like literally TikTok, but like seriously, I've seen some like crazy stuff where like anything associated with men's mental health or like ridiculing men and everything like that, all of that is just like very different compared to like how it is with women. And I think what I'm trying to say is like men's mental health is just like really not prioritized enough because I think we're a lot more quick to jump at any opportunity to degrade men and I you know like whatever sometimes is it justified sure but like not like unwarranted like no like no one would tolerate people doing that towards a woman or I mean like maybe some people would and that's wrong I don't think it should be tolerated towards anybody what I'm saying is I just feel like men's mental health my whole point with all of this specific comment is that and this opinion is that men's mental health is not prioritized enough and maybe that's not a unpopular opinion but I feel like nobody talks about it so it feels like it should be more of a popular opinion so that's just my two cents um next um a lot of people can't find happiness because they think they can find it by running away from their current situation but the reality is that you take yourself with you everywhere you go so no matter how many times you move change friend groups change colleges change jobs you are the one thing that remains constant through all of that I feel like that's all I need to say about that, but I think a lot of people think that, you know, running from their situation is what's going to help them find themselves and find happiness, but you have to realize at the end of the day, like, you are the thing that you always take with you everywhere, so it's like, at the end of the day, it's within yourself. Um, Next, cleaning and cooking can be therapeutic. I truly love it, like, 90% of the time. I hate it when it's, like, a really busy day and I just feel like I need to clean, like, that day and I have to, like, say I have somebody coming over later that day and I have like a bajillion other things to do and I like need my place to be clean yeah I hate cleaning in those situations it's like rushed and I can't enjoy it but a good day of like cleaning oh my gosh so good so therapeutic and same thing with cooking if I'm in a rush with cooking or I feel like I don't have time for it I hate it but if I have time for it and I can take my time with it I love it next um holding arms is better than holding hands like For example, if I'm, like, walking with my boyfriend, I love to, like, wrap my arm around his arm and then, like, with my right arm and then, like, if he was on the right of me and then, like, use my left arm and just kind of, like, grab, like, by his wrist. I love doing that. I hate holding hands. Um, Holding hands is uncomfortable. It's clammy. It's sweaty, awkward, super hard if arm lengths are super off. Like, my boyfriend and I are just, it doesn't really work that well. If you're sitting down or laying down, there's no comfortable way to hold hands. So... I'm just an arm holder, and that's just me. Next, um, Halloween and New Year's Eve are overrated holidays. I love spooky season, Halloween, all of that. Don't get me wrong. I think it's, like, so fun to celebrate, like, leading up to it and everything because it's, like, the first true, like, fall event and, like, holiday. But I think as a holiday in and of itself, like, the day of Halloween is just super, like, overhyped and overrated. Um... I have friends that say it's their favorite holiday and, you know, agree to disagree because I just, I could never say that's my favorite. Um, And New Year's Eve, honestly, like, I just, 
I'm content, like, just chilling on New Year's Eve. Like, that's what I've done most of my life. I've probably had, like, a fun New Year's Eve, like, for four years of my life, maybe five years. Probably five years of my life I've done, like, something fun, like, with people. And all the other ones have just been chilling at my home or, like, my boyfriend's home. And I've been perfectly fine with it. But I just think that there are two holidays that you can go, like, really, really hard on. Or you can go, like, you can do absolutely nothing. And either way, it's fine. Um, And I just think that they're kind of overhyped for that reason. So, I don't know. And that is all of my unpopular opinions. All of y'all's unpopular opinions. Hopefully this was, like, a fun episode to listen to and just something different. Um... I know some of them were, like, super specific. The one talking about, like, the men's mental health, like, I was trying to I, – I don't know what I was trying to say, but I feel like I didn't say it properly, so hopefully it didn't come off wrong. Um, but basically all I was trying to say by it is, you know, like, people pick and choose, like, when it's okay to, like, mock and criticize and judge because I feel like it's – what's the word I'm looking for? Like, it isn't I don't know what word I'm looking for. It's tolerated so much more, I guess, for men than it is for women, I guess is what I'm saying. Like, the unwarranted, like, attacks and hate, if that makes sense. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And I just wish that we gave men's mental health mental health the same priority as we did, like, everybody's. And honestly, on top of men's, just, like, everybody. Like, I wish everybody's mental health was just prioritized, like, fairly. Um, but, yeah. That's all my unpopular opinions. Hopefully, you all enjoyed this episode. Um, I really had fun, like, coming up with these and, like, reading y'all's. Some of them are just funny to me. Like, the Duncan's Not Good and Friends isn't a good show. Like, what? What? (laughs) I don't know how you could say that. But hopefully y'all enjoyed. Um, I love y'all so much. Be sure to be following the In Bloom Podcast Instagram and join the In Bloom Podcast Facebook group. Follow me on Instagram if you want. And if you want more, ever want more more content, remember that I'm over on YouTube as well and I vlog my life. Um, but I will talk to you all next Monday and I hope you all have an amazing, amazing day or night when you're listening to this. Y'all are the best. I love you so much and I will talk to you all next Monday.